0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the One Great Song Podcast. My name is Alan Byrne and along with my friend David Kirk, we'll be picking one great song a day on our Twitter account and then every week we'll be talking about our choices here.
1: Alan, how have you been?
0: I've been good. It's been a a quiet week. Really? Okay. How about yourself?
1: I've been a very busy bunny and I have not had as much time to listen to great music as I would normally like, but... I made some time earlier in the week, took all my picks for the week, set them all out. It was really good. It was nice to kind of set some time around and listen to some music. So tell me, tell me, you had, I think you had the line share of the picks this week, did you? Monday, Monday, no, Sunday, Tuesday, I mean, I, Thursday. I had most one by one. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. So you started, you, you mentioned John Butler Trio last week. Why did you pick the John Butler Trio?
0: So it's the only song I've ever heard by the John Butler Trio. We're talking <laughs> about Ocean, by the way. Um, <laughs> I absolutely adore this performance of this song, but it's never inspired me to go look up anything else by them because it just feels kind of singular.
1: Okay,
0: he plays around a lot with rhythm and texture. Like it can start off with just like some very gently finger-picked uh, acoustic, then. Mm-hmm he start using his uh, guitar as a percussion instrument. And then suddenly he's into picking one th- melody with his uh, left hand while hammering on a different melody with his right hand.
1: Is that why he's a trio? He's, he's percussion, he's uh, yeah, he melody. He's tree he has, hands. He has, Keep up, Kirk. Yeah. John Bonham um, tree hands. <laughs> and then you somehow moved into Gojira for your next pick. Boy, that's a leap.
0: It's a leap. What a song, though. Yeah. Gojira are a fairly recent discovery for me. I think maybe two years ago. Silvera was one of the first songs I'd heard by them. Uh, It was that, Stranded, and a performance of Global Warming, which is uh, like an eight-minute song that they had never performed live, but they just uploaded to their YouTube account one day. Mm -hmm. And this especially feels, Silvera, I mean, especially feels inspired by, like, 90s like Alice in Chains kind of vibes.
1: Okay. I can get into that. So then you want kind of metal to uh, Soundgarden switch opens. Speaking of nineties. Yeah. Speaking of nineties. <laughs> so then Soundgarden, which is all about the vocals in a way. Chris Cornell's voice is just magical. Yay. It's we not all. Dis- we well, might disagree there. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would argue the best thing about Soundgarden is, the, is Chris Cornell's voice.
0: It's definitely the most striking thing about them.
1: Hmm. Maybe
0: not so much on this song.
1: Uh, no, I mean, there's a few songs that showcase different aspects of them. Soundgarden, obviously, been around for a very long time. And Switch Opens is... It wouldn't have come to me as their best song, but it is a great song. It's not what we're doing here, though. Exactly.
0: Um, and on there are days where I'd argue it is their best song, because I love it so, so much.
1: And uh, what's your song for today? Because that's not in the, in the spreadsheet.
0: It's not on the Twitter yet, either. Um, no. For today, it's going to be everybody's favorite song of all time, midi."
1: Okay, so we're both going in that direction uh, <laughs> for this week.
0: <laughs> uh, with a Master Boot record?
1: Master Boot record. I like Master Boot record. I know I did say that I, I'm very much into lyrics on songs, and I'm not really into instrumentals, but Master Boot record is probably the biggest exception to that. If I need to work and I need to get into the zone, that is the music I put on a master boot record. Anything in all just gets my neurons firing. I absolutely I also, love
0: it. I also like to record myself master booting.
1: That is the worst thing you've ever said. Ever. Ever. Deal, shame. Let's nice talk
0: about your picks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I finished with Emily Lou Harris last week. And then... Uh, this week, Amber Rubarth, this uh, keeping in that country folk kind of uh, genre. who's was open for Emily Harris, I think, a couple of times. And I picked the song This Is Real from the Good Mystery album. And that was probably the first album you'd introduced me to. to uh, I don't know how you came across Amber Rubarth.
0: I was sent a review copy back when I was writing for ZME
1: Music. Yeah, you let me have a listen. And it was good. And I really enjoyed it. And I I can listen that entire album through and I cannot fault or complain. I just enjoy it. But This Is Real is probably my favorite song on it. Then I, I, I wanted a link to my next song and I couldn't pick a link. So I thought, what is the exact opposite to a song that I love listening to the lyrics to and this kind of smooth, easygoing music that I can relax to? And I thought, what do I work to? What do I work to? And I don't listen to the lyrics and it's just music, pure music. And uh, Master Boot Record was the way to go, config.sys.
0: My description of this to you was that it sounds like it could be the soundtrack to the original Doom video game.
1: Yes, and it could be. I mean, a lot of what I really enjoyed about Portal 2, actually, uh, was the the music in the background. Then I moved on to, I don't know why, I didn't pick a link, I guess, from... Uh, for Master Boot Record. I, I just really wanted to uh, listen to something else. Then after I kind of gone through a bit of Master Boot Record stuff, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World came onto a plate like a you know a playlist, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you know what, that's a tune. I like Tears for Fears. They've got a, a few great songs, and they were huge. But Everybody Wants to Rule the World is just that's a tune. That is a great song.
0: It's got. Yeah, we're
1: putting all of these onto a playlist. Yeah, this this is these all go onto our YouTube account. Uh, week one, week two. Week one obviously being a little bit longer since we started midweek. Week two is now John Butler Trio, Amber Roo Barth, Gojira, Master Boot Records, Soundgarden Tears for Fears, and Today's. So what's happening in music? You showed me something. Jason Isbell tweeted. Uh,
0: Rolling Stone put out an article about Live Nation's. I think they call it as list of demands as they hold the entire live music industry hostage. So here's their memo to talent agencies. I'll read this through and skip what I don't think is important. The global pandemic has changed the world in recent months, and with it, the dynamics of the music industry. We are in, and here's a classic cliche, unprecedented times, and must adequately account for the shift in market demand, the exponential rise of certain costs, and the overall increase of uncertainty that materially affects our mission. So the principal changes for 2021 are outlined below. Now let's keep in mind that live music is where most working bands make the menu of their income. Yeah.
1: majority, you say?
0: Well, the actual recorded music pays crap now. Everyone's using Spotify, right? Yeah. They make a fair amount from touring, but most of it's from merch and stuff. That's why it's always good to buy a $30 t-shirt if you're going to see a band you like. So let's go through the changes. So, artist guarantees will be brought down 20% from 2020. The ticket prices will be set by the promoter.
1: Is that necessarily a bad thing? Or I I, I don't know. Right,
0: so, let's take Pearl Jam as an example, since they fought Ticketmaster back in the 90s. It was a very um, bloody battle. They didn't win.
1: Oh, well, oh I'll God, say no. That. Yeah, we bought our tickets to Pearl Jam, I think, uh, or, or Ticketmaster were selling them.
0: Pearl Jam wanted to say... Look, no one has a lot of money these days. It's economic. Let's give them a starting price of $30. Ticketmaster are unlikely, to, or Live Nation now, are unlikely to agree to that. Mm. And they could just say, no, no, you're charging $100 for a, st- for a starting price. 100 US dollars. And it just it can shut out a whole lot of the f- band's actual fans. Yeah. So payment terms, artists will receive a deposit of 10% one month before the festival contingent on an executed agreement and fulfillment of marketing responsibilities which to me sounds like the artist needs to do a certain amount of their own marketing the balance minus standard deductions for taxes and production costs will be paid after the performance i suppose that part is fair enough so yeah minimum marketing requirements all artists will be required to assist in marketing of the festival through minimum social media posting requirements outlined in artist offer and the next one is what jason isbell had a big problem with uh streaming requirements all artists will be required to allow their performance to be filmed by the festival for use in a live television broadcast a live webcast on demand streaming and or live satellite radio broadcast
1: and who owns that performance then that would be live nation and do the artists get a cut of that somehow, or is that all part of the package of the event?
0: I would assume they get nothing further from that.
1: That's a little bit shit.
0: I'm not sure why they keep saying festival, because there's nothing... Some of them might be specific to festivals. Others might be broader than that. Mm-hmm. But either way, if an artist has to cancel a performance and breach of the agreement, they pay the promoter two times the
1: artist's fee. That's a that's the weird one to me. Well, I mean, they're all a little strange, but certainly that's weird. The artist has to pay,
0: and if it's cancelled due to poor sales, uh, the artist will only receive twenty five percent of its guarantee. Oh, uh. um, it's a problem with monopolies, really. Um, I think I read somewhere that the average musician has an annual income of around thirty five thousand dollars. Now that's people who make their living from music. Like I assume there are a lot of people who do it part time or on the side mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. nowhere near that amount.
1: Well, yeah, I mean you've got your um, And when you
0: keep in mind that the average presumably includes people like the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift driving up one side of it. Yeah. For the average out of thirty five K, there's a hell of a lot lower than that.
1: Yeah, I guess you've got a lot of people who make music and don't make a lot of money from their music. They are doing it for the love of making music and being an artist because that's what it is. It's, it's vocational rather than, but
0: but let's not glamorize that. They should be getting
1: paid. <laughs> I, thought, I think definitely every artist should be paid and paid fairly for their work. But at the same time, some people make stuff that's nice for them, but also not many people are into.
0: Yeah. I think in today's world, niche isn't as much of a death sentence as it has been before. No, I think there's
1: certainly enough people to be into whatever you're into to make it viable. But the only gotta, downside is when you, you, uh, you've got to advertise that—that's effort, that's money, you know, that's time. The only downside is when ticket agencies start trying to steal your money. <laughs> and then certainly, yeah, when the odds are very much stacked against you if you've got uh, promoters and ticket agencies all conspiring to make sure that their bottom line is not affected by, I don't know, various pandemics or recession by the sound of it. I mean, what if you've got a great fan base, but they all cannot afford or very few can afford to go to shows. Yeah, it's a weird the thing. They're,
0: they're saying we don't want these things to be canceled due to poor ticket sales because you'd have to pay twice. <laughs> uh, or I guess you'll only get 25% of your guarantee. But they also want to be able to price your fans out of going.
1: Best way to support your favorite artists. Say you've got a local artist that you want to support, someone who's definitely not raking it in.
0: Go to their show.
1: Mm. Can't reach do um, that in Corona times. So
0: No. Okay, so best way to support your favorite artists right now is, is by their music, either in physical form or from a site like Bandcamp.
1: Yeah. Or
0: oh, just Just buy the music. Don't just stream it. Buy it some, and, somewhere.
1: And check out their social media because they might be doing something, putting on Zoom performances or you know uh, some web-based performance and letting people pay what they feel is appropriate. I've and seen buy open. merch.
0: I've buy merch.
1: A, and, and merchandise, is always. That's that's great for all local businesses right now who can't be open if they have vouchers or... Merchandise do partake, and especially local artists. Alan, I think that's it for this week. Hooray! Uh, have you got a theme for next week, music wise? God, no. Oh, oh dear. Well, Good then, music. next week is going to be a surprise for us all. Um, well, I mean,
0: it's not like I've had a theme before where I went from Funkadelic to Tommy Emmanuel or uh, John Butler Trio to Gojira.
1: Yeah, I think I'm starting to, uh, the wheels are starting to come off, you know, join the dots kind of plan because I just keep stumbling across really great songs as well in my clicking around now. Initially, to get started, I needed something, but wow.
0: I have like eight songs I've meant to post and then just had a last minute change of heart.
1: (laughs) But at least you have songs planned for the future. You can just fire them up. I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This bodes well. We're two weeks in. You're already running out of steam. <laughs> I told you I was going to run out of steam immediately because I'm not good at this kind of thing. Anyway, if you want to listen to our One Great Song, you can check it out every day at that's One Great Song One. That's O N E, Great Song Number One, on Twitter. And you can also go to our One Great Song YouTube page where we have each week in a playlist. They are weird playlists because we have very different tastes of music. <laughs>
0: fully endorsed by the One Great Song brand.
1: Ooh, we should have merch. We should sell merch. One Great Song mugs and tea shirts and tea cozies, tea bags. I think we should work on uh, some other things first. Tea, golf tees? Golf tees could be an interesting uh... I think that's an untapped market. Great. See you next week.
0: Aww...